Hi, I'm Chris Reid, Managing Director and CEO of Australian Listed Battery Materials Producer, Near Metals. Chris, good to see you. Um, thought we'd catch up. A lot going on in Europe um, and most of your business is over here these days. So um, what's your take on what's happening over here and how it's affecting your business? Look, you know, I, I've got to say in the lithium battery recycling world, um, you know, nothing's really changing that transition to EVs. You know, we can see... Uh, at Hilkenbuck, we are not limited by the availability of batteries. In, in fact, we are stockpiling batteries and, and battery modules uh, to process. So, you know, that continues unabated. Look, we, we know that everyone's experiencing these general economic conditions uh, for the disposal service at Hilkenbuck, no change. In fact, we're in the ramp up, so that's continuing unabated. In terms of uh, our work with Mercedes, you know, we expect uh, this quarter to be awarded the, the plant supply contract for, for that, the hub next quarter. Um, you know, we've commenced a, a five-year R&D collaboration with Mercedes. Um, we're working on the Stelco plant. So, you know, our business development pipeline still full, you know, so... Business as usual. I mean, the trend, the the EV transition or the electrification of everything continues unabated, notwithstanding the general macroeconomic sort of conditions at the moment. Um, you know, we're particularly well funded. We've got eighty million dollars worth of cash and investments, no debt. I mean, yes, the seas are choppy. Uh, we've set our destination. You know, we've just had to trim the sails a little bit, and uh, you know push on, um, you know, across our other projects, you know, we put our quarterly out today. The Vanadium project, you know, we finished the engineering cost study last quarter. We've just been awarded the environmental permit. We're negotiating with SSAB for, uh, to vary the terms of the supply contract to increase the quantities um, and the prepayment uh, and we'll vary some timelines to suit with running the, the debt process. In parallel with that, you know, and, and we've got, you know, for, for a project that's producing, a, a, that will produce a battery grade material out of a waste product while capturing and sequestering carbon uh, in Finland is getting fantastic, you know, support. It's a, it's a unicorn project. And what about Portugal? Yeah, and in Portugal, well, yeah, look, I mean, the, the only non-substitutable part of the lithium-ion battery is lithium, right? Because it carries the electricity. So, you know, we have and are seeing record prices for lithium, never seen anything, almost an order of magnitude higher than anything that's been seen. And um, and that just shows a reflection of underestimate, under-investment in supply and getting the demand story wrong. Um, and so, you know, we see that market, there'll be swings and roundabouts, but we see it going into a, you know, pretty much a permanent supply deficit in a few more, in a, in a few years time. So great support for that. Um, so why is electricity better for you than gas? Because obviously Germany, famously anti-nuclear, although they have extended the life of three, three of their plants, why is it any cheaper than, than gas? Why, why are you talking to me about electricity versus gas? Oh, look, I think it's about more the availability. So, you know, the electricity is more readily available than the gas. Now, we're not a big gas consumer. 
uh, but we've just engineered uh, and, and altered the design to remove gas completely. Now, um, you know, that will suit places where we want to build plants where gas is not available. We hadn't contemplated that because we've designed our plants to, to take gas and electricity. Um, but yeah, so at, at Hilkenbart, we're running with an all electric design. Um, so that's just a new option for our product offering. Right. Okay. So it's Hilkenbach, and then obviously, obviously, you're in the early stages. I think you said to me when you were in London before, it's like with regards to the Vanadium, you're a couple of years away from it really taking effect and taking hold in terms of your concerns over margin. So is, is that still the case, or are you readying alternatives there too? Uh, no, for that project, it's not a it's not a large gas consumer. Yeah. So it's uh, it's more reagent, solvent extraction, electricity. Yeah, you just you, we do have some dryers, but you know they can they can equally be gas or electrical. You know they're just it's just adding that equipment flexibility. Um, that's all. Okay, so you, so you, I think your view seems to be, and what I'm feeling is it's like it's business as usual, although you're trimming the sales in certain places, making adjustments where you need to, um, and you're talking about doubling um, capacity with the, with the vanadium, or talking to SSAB about the, the potential doubling of, of capacity there. So that well, yeah, it, very, it's, it, it's really about it, the, the increasing the supply by about 50%. Okay, 50%, gotcha, okay, okay. Yeah. So quite aggressive there. Um, however, on, you know, unlike with the um, Hilkenbach is, you're talking about a debt component. So when you've got cash and no debt and you've got a partner with a big balance sheet, like in Germany, it kind of feels you're in control. As soon as you need to get debt and debt providers, two things happen. You need, well, you need to get them over the line, make them comfortable with the economic environment and the 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 ability of the pro their belief in the project will work um, and then you're kind of beholden to them once you kind of get going because there's still that kind of you know you, you owe money covenants yeah absolutely look for the certainly for the uh, vanadium project um, you know we're fifty percent with a, with an unlisted company we're running a debt process to fund the whole project that will then you know sort out what what each shareholder has to contribute equity wise. Um, and we're, we're very comfortable, you know, there's fantastic support from the um, European Investment Bank and, and the Nordic Investment Bank and, you know, all the, um, the climate funds and green funds and all of that sort of stuff. So that's, that's been really, really refreshing. So notwithstanding, you know, next door, their neighbour is uh, having a few dramas with some of its other neighbours. Um, it, it, it's business as usual in Finland. Uh, and I've got to say, I'm still, I, I still amaze myself that it's probably the friendliest jurisdiction I've ever encountered uh, with such a pro-development, um, you know, bent. You know, these, these guys want projects, realise that they, they need to have projects up in that part of the world. I mean, we just tick a lot of boxes, you know, making a battery material, vanadium pentoxide that can go into lithium vanadium, Batteries, it can go into vanadium redox batteries, it, it can go into titanium uh, aluminium alloys for, for, um, for the planes, aerospace applications. And Europe's in a critical shortage. There is no domestic production outside of Russia. 
So how important is that to the, to, to the debt guys? Because, you know, we've had people come and talk about, oh, we're going to have debt bonds and, uh, sorry, green bonds and, you know, green debt and money's widely available. And yet they seem to be scrabbling around, you know, picking up grants here and there. I mean, how do you put, how do you um, envision this quite large project coming together? Where's the actual money coming from? And, you know, when you say you should tick a lot of boxes, what, what's, what's that actually mean? What are the hoops you're jumping through? Uh, so look, they always start off with the, the economic viability. So that's like, every lender wants to get their money back, you know. And um, you know, in terms of a large part of the equipment will actually be sourced um, from Finland, you know, made in Finland. Um, Metso Udatech, all of that sort of stuff. So you get really, really, you know, there's an old mining jurisdiction. They have fantastic mining equipment. So you know, a large part of our capex spend. Uh, is is um, domestic, which is fantastic, um, and you know without without going into in, into it, you know confidence, absolute confidence, timing. Well, those you know the the non commercial banks they just they just take a little bit longer, um, but fortunately they they have other than economic return on their agenda, right. Um, and uh, you know the fact that we're capturing and sequestering carbon, um, and, and turning byproducts from the steel industry into valuable products and rendering the tailings inert and sequestering carbon makes conversations. You know, they are. It is a showcase um, project. You know, if you were in the, I mean, you got. Zero or negative carbon vanadium for a project. Now, I doubt there's many opportunities like that in the world to produce a, a, a commodity with an environmentally green flow sheet like this one is and having a zero or negative carbon footprint. Well, I think well, a lot of companies talk about it. They talk, they talk about zero carbon and uh, carbon neutral, carbon negative, but however they want to frame it. But they're, they're finding some bizarre ways to do it. So what, what makes yours more genuine than some of those kind of marketed uh, solutions? Well, you can just do a mass energy balance, right? So you know, we're taking the material and we're giving it carbonate leach. So we start off with water with some sodium carbonate in it. And... Uh, and then we capture and sparge in carbon dioxide to supercharge it. So, and the carbon reports into the tailings product. The vanadium comes out, we sell it. And the tailings is a, a synthetic limestone, a calcium carbonate uh, that gets used in building products. So it gets sequestered for a fair amount of time. It's inert. So, um, yes, we will have independent life cycle analyses, reports. We've been working with our potential offtake partner, um, Betelar PLC. who use it in their GeoPrime. They make building applications out of it. Um, and we're moving from a MOU into conditional binding offtakes that, um, with a bit of luck, we'll have um, lined up to you know, have executed once we're ready to make an FID. So talk to me about your... I think that's good because I think all companies need to do that. So genuine, you know, independent assessment. I mean, you know, not not, not the version that we've been seeing in the in the, in the North American market. Um, 
So I look forward to that. Um, can I just talk to you about what's going on in the market? Obviously, people are concerned about uh, energy prices. Are concerned about Europe more broadly. Are concerned about you know, you know, you, you, you know, the speed at which companies are, are trimming their projects. I just you may be hunkering down a little bit. Um, I get the message that you're it's all business as usual here. Um, but do you think you've attracted a few more shorters in the market because of? What they are seeing in Europe, whether they sort of truly, you know, they understand the situation, or they understand or the performance your of some of your peers. You know, I think the negative performance of some of the peers is probably added to that. Um, you know, if if I have a look fundamentally at our business, we're producing battery materials using the greenest flow sheets that we can come up with. Um, in the battery recycling, we're recovering nickel, cobalt and lithium as the, as the big three primary products. We're getting a lot of other material, but they're the big three economic drivers. And each one of those commodities would be recovered at the lowest point in the cost curve, right? So lowest carbon, uh, amongst the lowest carbon, because there are other recyclers too, but most lowest carbon and at the lowest point, if not quartile, costs. So you, you really shouldn't worry about at night. And we don't worry about it, but we don't worry about the feed either. But we, we do it meticulously. We don't go out and sort of wildcat big plants when we, we shouldn't. Um, and that counts for the vanadium too. The vanadium's in the lowest quartile. Um, the lithium technology, Eli, in our 2016 um, feasibility study that, that was announced as you know being in the last quartile. We will have new class three uh, engineering cost study out at the end of March. I think it's about the end of March next year. I don't expect anything materially different. So you've got lithium, vanadium, nickel cobalt and lithium, right? Now, they're all battery materials, so the demand's not going backwards. The supply is, they can't build mines fast enough. We're down in the bottom end of the cost curve. How much can I slow it down? Why should I slow it down? Um, we're not, well, I mean, we're cognizant that, you know, we haven't got cash to fund all three projects simultaneously at the same time. Uh, we're not naive. Um, but, you know, we're in a very, very strong position to, to navigate. Okay, so you're 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 feeding into a, a very strong commodities market in terms of price, only with 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 you know nickel, cobalt, uh, lithium, vanadium. Um, so the cash flow, the future cash flows, is what people should be judging on, and the speed at which it gets to where you can cash flow um, is is the defence, as it were. And um, when are you going to be able to actually give you know a, a sense of the economics for each of the um, projects? Uh, in terms of, you know, um, nameplate capacity or, you know, when you get there? Yeah, look, we I, I would envisage we can start to give, you know, really good guidance once we've finished the engineering cost study for the, the hub, which uh, at this stage is in the uh, March quarter of next year, so that you can see what the spoke and the hub, and certainly when we make a decision to join the Stelco Recycling Joint Venture, 
Um, you know, we will have internal models that we justify our investment decisions by. Um, I think, you know, our strategy and judging on how the regulators treat some of our competitors that are a little more advanced commercially uh, is that you shouldn't give guidance on financials. You, you can be very transparent in terms of your recovery assumptions, certainly your costs, your capex and opex, you, you, we have no compunction about declaring notes. Um, the revenues, we're more likely to say, well, look, here's the sort of spot prices, here's the recovery rates, and this is what we would recover if we put in this type, this type, and this type. And, th and that's about it. And we, we would leave, um, we, we would leave the necessary uh, tools to, to come up with a model, but we wouldn't do the work for you. But, you know, smart guy like you, Matt, it'll take you about 15 minutes. Less than that. Um, we've, uh, we've seen a lot of companies come on um, and, no and talk to us about, well, you know, uh, it's obvious. You can't sell a secret? I, we, we have a lot of companies come on here and they, they're development companies and they're talking about, you know, moving through the economic studies and they go, well, you know, th this, is what, this is what the economic studies tell us. Um, if we get $3,000 gold, we're, we're, we're golden. And my point being is there are marginal projects trying to get finance and the market right now is saying, no, thank you very much. Um, have you got any sense that the debt providers you're talking to on, on the vanadium or um, any of your partners are concerned about the pricing of, of the metals that you are recovering? Uh, I'm not sure about the metals. I mean, you can hedge nickel, cobalt and lithium on the LMA. So any, any debt provider would require you to hedge a, a minimum of X volume of production for X period of time. And you just have to take that as part of your uh, as part of your financing, right? So just like gold, if you were buying gold, it can be hedged. Therefore, they get you to hedge generally. So uh, at that point, no. Okay, no, I just find it interesting that in the so in the broader market, I think precious metals are obviously I think, you know, a lot of getting back pressure to the moment, right? But then that, what, what the point I want to make is like some people are saying we're just going to down tools now until we've got a better sense of what's Mate, going if, forward. If you've Do you got think one that project, battery metals are immune to that because of the you know, positive well, I, I environment? Don't know, I don't know if they're immune because there's people in different parts of the cost cycle. But if, if you've got a finite resource, i.e. that's in the ground and you're one asset company or one commodity company, you, you, you really have to preserve yourselves right whereas you know i saw an interesting quote from elon the other day you know don't build moats build tech trees and i sent around to the guys hey finally elon caught on you know uh, don't publish that but you know the the tech trees where you've got the battery recycling as one branch of the tree and it's got little branches one's got mercedes on it one's got stelco on it One's got a potential plant in Germany at Kaiserslaut, and one's got a potential MOU with a Tochu. That can build a really, really nice canopy so that our shareholders can stay in the shade for longer. And then you've got the Vanadium Recovery Project, and you've got the first VRP with, uh, to be supplied by SSAB that'll be in Finland. 
And then we've got an MOU for a second one in a couple of years' time with H2 Green Steel. Now they just banked 260 million euros, helped by the boys at Morgan Stanley. And, and that's going to happen. SMS have built, got the contract to build the plant. SMS are a shareholder. Mercedes are a shareholder. Volvo is a shareholder. We've been testing third-party vanadium stockpiles. So there's a branch that's got one, two, three different branches off it, or limbs with different branches off it. And then you've got the Elite technology with um, Bondelti in Europe, looking at a first plant in Portugal. But we've got the global rights to do it outside of that. And lithium's produced in Australia and South America and the US and China, Africa. Uh, so that technology, and so that's, that's what a tech tree is. They're not just one deposit, it's a process that generates many different businesses, many different projects each. And so we want to build a really, really big tech tree and stay under it in the shade for a very, very long period of time. Tremendous. I'm Chris. Hey, appreciate the update. When it gets too busy, you can come around with your new chainsaw and trim a bit off it's in a demerger or. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll bear that in mind. Um, uh, I may not be the, the guy to operate the chainsaw, though. Um, Chris, I appreciate the, the update. Sounds like business as usual. You obviously remind people you've got cash in the bank, um, you're debt-free, debt um, and as far as you're concerned, this is moving forward uh, and shorter as beware. I think they take their chances.